I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's all about people. People are what get stuff done, right? I mean, yeah, people need resources and people need um, money and expertise and all that, but it's all about people, and Causeway is all about people. So the fellowship um, is really about us investing deeply into some individuals that are doing really great work that have you know high potential for impact but really just needed some um some some support themselves to to do the work that that they're passionate about welcome back to the podcast today's the second half of our interview with abby garrison the executive director of causeway in the first half abby shared the history and vision of causeway and today we are going to discuss their programming and explore some of the innovative ways they engage the Chattanooga community and empower others to tackle some of our community's toughest challenges. This is the Camp House Podcast, and I am your host, Matt Busby. All right, well, I'm looking at your, your guys' website right now. So, so now, you know, since 2014, 2015, when did you guys move into your Patton Parkway location? 2014. So in t- since 2014, you guys have had a, a storefront there on Patton Parkway. And, and the vision has kind of grown a lot. But I'm going to – so I'm on your website right now. I'm looking at your programs. And I kind of just want to talk through these different things because I think it really gives people a pretty clear idea of what, what it is that Causeway does now yeah. uh, and does really well. Uh, and so the first thing you have listed there is co-starters for causes. Now, recently we actually had Enoch and Will on, on the podcast to talk about co-starters and what is it. Right. But I think what you guys – so co-starters for causes I think is one of these really cool iterations of co-starters that is, is, is a bit of a spinoff. So tell me specifically about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it's exactly that. It's a it's a spinoff of co-starters. They were experiencing a lot of people taking co-starters. It wasn't really a company per se. It was more of a of a cause. And at the same time, we were we were launching and wanting a curriculum to help kind of guide people through thinking through starting up a, a cause based organization. So we that was one of the first projects I worked on actually was working with Rebecca Marr over at, at CoStarters and adapting the curriculum. So it's still really similar. Um, at the end of the day, I do think that you you could you could take CoStarters and take a, a cause base something through it, but we uh, we tweaked it and adapted it and made it just a little. The language works a little bit better, um, and some of the some of the nuts and bolts are a little bit different. But so we have CoStarters. It's a nine week class. Um, meets once a week for three hours in the evening that anybody who who has just a, an idea, even if it's just a vague idea, they have to have some sort of an idea for a project or an organization that they're wanting to launch that's cause-based. does not have to be a nonprofit per se, but definitely has to have a social mission piece to it. They can take co-starters for causes, and it literally walks them through really kind of doing all of the the tough kind of brain work and homework and interviewing and building kind of customer insights of of running or of launching a, a program yeah so uh, you know if you if you have an idea for for a business again co-starters is a great place to start but it but if your idea is not necessarily a business but it's like you just have an idea so if you want to help you know if you have an idea for feeding homeless people in your neighborhood or for creating an after-school program. Honestly, co-starters for causes that is run through Causeway is probably a much better platform for you to explore those ideas uh, to, to, and to figure out how to get that off the ground. 
Yeah, definitely. And and I should add that it doesn't have to be what you think is like a nonprofit idea. Some of the best ones that have come through us are they come in with a with thinking it's going to be a nonprofit. They're going to go get foundation funding or donations, and they end up really realizing they've got a business model. Um, so that that's like our ideal scenario when that happens. Can you give us any examples of those? Yeah. So um, Aaron came in. He wanted to do a. Um, his his mom or a friend of his mom had been through cancer, but it was not breast cancer. It was a different kind of cancer, but there's so much stuff out there for pink related things for breast cancer, but there was not a scarf project related to non breast cancer kind of awareness type of stuff. Um, and so he was, he started out just wanting to do like a giving away of headscarves, which is a, a lovely, you know, passion, you know, passion project. Yeah. You know, sounds like a nice thing to do, but not, you know, not that super original and really just based on heart alone. As he went through co-starters, he realized, you know, A, there's a lot of, lot of that out there already. B, there's, there's, it's really tough to fund um, on an ongoing basis, something that's just a pure giveaway. And C, he realized that he actually had some like manufacturing kind of ties to some cool, some cool products, I guess I should say. And so he ended up coming up with a business plan of sell, like a buy one, give one kind of business plan for these headscarf, cool headscarves that are like this neat knit that people will buy it, not just for cancer related things. So he, uh, he founded the Purple Scarf Project, which is um, a business that also has a cancer prevention mission as well. Yeah, so, okay, so CoStars for Cause is kind of the first programming thing you have listed on your website. The second one is one I, th- I find Honestly, I think the most exciting thing that you guys do uh, is called the Causeway Challenge. Yeah. Now, you, you guys issue these challenges every, every now and then. I'm sure there's an actual schedule you can tell us about. But really, what it is is, well, I'm going to let you, I don't know why I'm trying to explain this. I'm going to let you explain. What are the Causeway Challenges? Kind of take us through some of those. I know you guys are on your fifth challenge now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd love to hear kind of about each one of them and, and maybe some success stories out of that. Yeah, so I would say that the Causeway Challenge right now is probably our kind of flagship program that we do as far as kind of big, big, well-known type of deal. Some of the other stuff is more ongoing and day-to-day, but the Causeway Challenge is the is the, the kind of big, exciting one. So, I mean, the, the idea behind it is, is pretty simple. It's an ideas contest. There's certainly other organizations and other places around the country that that issue kind of challenges to the general public. I think that we just have have adapted that for what works for Chattanooga. Um, The original idea for it was really, really came from a trip that we took down to Macon, Georgia. Right after I started, a group of us went down there and Macon is a night, night city. So the Knight Foundation, they had a newspaper there. Um, So they've got a bunch of Knight Foundation dollars that, that come into Macon. And, uh, but the Knight Foundation is not located in Macon, so they don't really, you know, they're not on the ground per se. So they, they started doing um, challenges, different topics than we do, but they use the challenge model in Macon to really encourage local people to bring their ideas forward. And they've had, a, they've had a huge, it's been really successful, frankly. They've gotten some really great neighborhood-based ideas in Macon that I think a foundation located in Miami would never have been able to identify you know, from afar. So, um, so we kind of took that idea and, and adapted it for Causeway because, again, going back to, to why we exist and um, 
and one of the reasons that we get funded by foundations here locally is trying to be that point of entry for individuals with ideas and uh, providing a mechanism to get dollars and resources into individuals' hands that have ideas. Um, so, so for us, doing issuing a, a call to action around a particular challenge topic has just kind of, it just made sense. So our first one out of the gates, we, we kept the idea really broad. It was about connecting building a more connected Chattanooga. We purposely left it really broad. We got ideas, everything from like, you know, transportation kind of connections to interpersonal connections to like connecting with, uh, you know, the land. So that, it, it, that was really broad. And that one really, that was the intent. We just wanted to, to touch a lot of people and to get Causeway's name out there and this kind of new, um, new mechanism for, for getting dollars in the community. And then since then, it's just kind of evolved. We've done, every time it's been a little bit different as far as the how we implement it and how, how we help the different groups that are, that are winners. But it's, it's evolved, I think, in a good way to the point that we've kind of got it down pat now. And the way that it works is we pose a question. The most recent one, the one that we just announced last week, the question actually was um, a question that the community identified. So the first four challenges, we as a staff and a board came up with the, the question ourselves, just kind of yeah. you know what we saw. Well, before you tell us about the current one, which, which is a question that came out of the, which is a question that came out of the community. You know, so the first challenge you guys issued was how can we make Chattanooga a more connected city? And you guys kind of like just were very open. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea to how to make us more connected, submit it. And 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 if we if it's a winner, then we'll help fund that idea and make it happen. Uh, or and you guys help incubate. I think that's the other thing that maybe you can talk about a little bit is how you guys help incubate these yeah. ideas. And then and then the second one was, how can we make Chattanooga a city where people from all backgrounds live, work, play, and learn together? Number three was, how can we make how can more opportunities to play make Chattanooga a stronger city? And then number four was, how can parents help transform public education in Chattanooga? And so now take us up to today. You guys have, have just issued or you're about to issue a new challenge? We just issued a new challenge okay. this past Thursday. And this one is all about creating safer communities for kids. So uh, you're the one with the webpage open. Maybe you could actually read the exact <laughs> words. But it's uh, basically how can, we, how can we empower youth to build safer communities in Chattanooga? Did I get all the words right? How can we empower youth in Chattanooga to create safer communities? Okay. So yeah. close we always work. We, we go back and forth and wordsmith and wordsmith and word. Yeah. So the, it's funny because we all we've all seen it so much that by the end of it we don't even know the question because we're like <laughs> it's the twentieth iteration of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I got it almost right. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about help. You know, working alongside with kids. I mean, you know, we hear so much stuff in the news. We see it all the time of um, you know just violent stuff going on and when we so so for this this fifth one rather than us choosing the the challenge topic ourselves we actually asked our network what they wanted the topic to be and overwhelmingly um almost you know i think like 75 percent of the responses had something to do with kids and something to do with with violence and making safer communities so um it was a tough one we definitely struggled with can our three thousand dollar grants make a dent on such a such a big hairy question and because um, because I, I will say that the whole the whole point of the causeway challenge 
yes, there's funding attached to it, and yes, there's us as a, as a staff and as a network, because we also have a network of advisors that we tap for, for helping. There's, the, there's that part of it, like the actual resources that we pour into whatever the projects are, but the whole point of the Causeway Challenge is and has always been activating new people, like getting the unusual suspects in Chattanooga who have historically not been a part of, of making Chattanooga um, you know, have not had access, they have been a part, but they haven't had access to the resources, um, making sure that, that their voices are heard. So it's always been about leadership development on some, you know, technical side. That sounds kind of boring, but some of our biggest compliments about the challenge are that it builds leadership muscle. And to us, that's that's what it's all about. It's So so anyway, my whole point of saying that is that the the, the challenge question is really important, absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's a test project. It's a $3,000 four-month test period for a project that we hope will grow into something. But on some level, the project itself sometimes even kind of takes a back seat to just the person who's running it, stepping up to the plate, getting a chance to be that person who's running something. Um, and and it, it might not even be the, that project per se that's like the big impact. The big impact might be four years down the road that that person is now an integral part of you know, the Chattanooga way that right. we all talk about all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So this, uh, this challenge, you guys are going to, you're open to submissions on how do we solve this problem. Um, you guys are going to select 10 and those 10 will get a $3,000 grant. And then basically you guys help them incubate that idea, uh, or for whatever it is for about four months time. And, uh, and then you talk about how really the, the power of this is the network. And, and I've, and I've, I can, I can attest to that because what I find amazing is you guys are issuing this general challenge. And what I've seen happen with it is people that I work with, you know, so uh, we did you, on the, the one challenge you guys did, you know, how can we make Chattanooga a city where people from all backgrounds live, work, play, and learn together, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked with probably three to four different event promoters at the camp house, and, what, and they apparently all submitted ideas to you. So I work with them independently <laughs> on their own events. And they all submitted ideas to you. And you guys looked at these applications from these four different individuals and you realized, you guys are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Let's get you together and work together. And that was the first time that those groups had worked together. And so what's amazing is you guys issue these challenges and you guys are, are basically crowdsourcing people who already have these ideas and you're actually putting them in the same room together. And I think that's just as powerful as each of their individual ideas. Absolutely. And, and I will say that that one was a unique experience. And I think that they all love us for that and kind of hate us for it. Uh, I think it was, it was tough. I mean, we all know like working on a project that's, you know, four month long thing that's pretty intense is hard enough. Then, uh, you know, Causeway insists that you work with four strangers. Uh, yeah. that, I, I think that there were definitely some ups and downs to that one, but on, in the end, um, every single one of them would tell you that it was an awesome experience and that they've got new friends and, they pulled off a really cool block party event that they're um, trying to do another one and have done some different iterations of it, um, all focused on on people from different backgrounds playing together, you know, yep. socializing together. And Out of the four challenges you guys have done so far, I'd almost like to hear from you, what's your favorite success story out of those challenges? Yeah. Uh, gosh, there's I've got a lot of favorites at this point. Um, I would say my favorite my favorite kind of story that's, or not story, my favorite person who I've gotten to know through it would be Ro Anderson. Have you met her? I don't think so. Uh, you got you to gotta meet her. She's awesome. She, so she was part of the wild card team. 
originally submitted a kind of a she would tell you even herself kind of a harebrained idea around like realizing that people don't have transportation to get to different parties around town so her her idea was like getting a bus to bring people to parties downtown cool idea really tough logistically but you know great idea behind it so we put her on the wildcard team she helped do the the block party she then applied to the next challenge the play challenge the power of play to make china go stronger city with an idea she's got a young uh, little boy like he's like seven or eight and she herself grew up in south chattanooga now lives in the south side and you know all the stuff with police and young black boy kind of violence and whatnot recognize that little like the kids just don't know the police officers and are scared of them her own her own son being one of them it just you know doesn't really see the police as um, as an asset more a little bit scary and she came up with this really cool idea to get and it goes the other way too right that police officers just don't even know the kids that they're or that are in the neighborhoods that they're working in it's just kind of a like we don't know each other situation so she came up with a really simple idea um, that I think some other cities are doing and she adapted it for Chattanooga but to get police officers and firemen and little kids to play flag football together. Yeah. Super simple. Uh, there's some you know logistical challenges of pulling together something like that, but she figured it out, and she did it, and it was awesome. And by the end of it, um, after she did her first, her test run with Causeway's um, challenge money, she was literally kind of being, there, like she had the police department and the YMCA like vying for her program and for her. So for me, that's like that's my favorite story as far as the power of the Causeway Challenge and why we do it. I will say this, actually. So right there is a really good plug. Next week on the podcast, we're going to have uh, Police Chief Fred Fletcher on here to talk about community policing. Oh, um, you know, we've, we've, I mean, I think we've mentioned, you know, it, I mean, it actually goes perfect, too, with your, your next challenge as well is that we, we talk about um, some of the violence within our community and, and, and really the kind of culture that Fred Fletcher has been brought in over the last three years to create in Chattanooga in the police force. And, um, and it's really exciting. So next week will be an interview with police chief Fred Fletcher. Yeah. He's been great to work with on the youth challenge and with through Rose project as well. I've, I've been impressed. Um, yeah, so she's one of my favorite people, but then, I mean, the, the, God, some of the projects that I've loved, um, I've loved the cyclovia that came out of the first one when they shut down, Frazier and Market Street and did like a pedestrian bicycle Sunday afternoon thing. Um, I loved the the crosswalks that came out of that. Some Katie Smith and some a couple other girls who were artists did like um, school themed crosswalks at some of the schools in town. We've had one of my favorites from the play challenge was uh, Big Whimsy. So the library, some of the folks at the library made like adult size, life, oversized, life size pickup sticks and had kids make them like big, huge games that that they could then travel with to the different um, libraries and the kids made them. But then it was also interactive, like kid, adult play time, cool stuff. I don't know. Just they're just really cool. Let's see my I the current ones that are that are happening right now are all about the, the, we call it the education challenge, just the parent engagement question. There's some killer ones right there. Um, They're all in execution mode right now, so they're like happening as we speak. But I love Melissa Jo Brazel. She she just did a really cool project. She works with teen moms, and she did like a 
weekend retreat with a bunch of teen moms literally took them and their babies up to up to the mountains and did this like whole weekend thing of of them bonding themselves and creating their own kind of cohort but also teaching them young parenting skills and kind of getting their kids ready for for school which sounds pretty simple but when you're dealing with moms who themselves are still in school is like a whole a whole thing that you I mean you don't even they don't even I mean, imagine when you were 16, do you even, like, really see the power of school? I was like... Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so she's she's got this amazing program um, that she's working with, 22-6 is what she calls it. And then there's some really cool stuff, various schools around town. We had a bunch of teacher applications for that one, realizing that um, it sounds like there's there's a big gap around parents feeling capable and empowered to teach their kids at home. So, like... The way that they're teaching math and even reading now is different from how you and I mm. learned it. Mm. So, like, I like there's all these things I don't even like. I don't even know like um, sight words and yeah. uh, manipulatives. Like, there's all these like concepts. I don't even know what that means. And I'm like a highly <laughs> educated person, right? And that's how they're teaching these things now. So the teachers have identified uh, a need to teach the parents how to continue the learning at home right. and help yeah. support it. So there's you know, Barger Academy and Red Bank Elementary. Um, both of them, a group of teachers, one, and, and Harrison Elementary. Um, they're each a little different, but the theme between the three of them is teachers uh, helping parents continue the learning at home. And then one of the things that, I, that, is, that really came out of this most recent challenge uh, is a program that I'm really excited about. We, we usually do like a big kickoff rah-rah event to kind of get people's creative juices flowing and just to announce the challenge. And so for that one, we brought in a panel of, of um, kind of experts who do different programs. One of them was this guy, Ben York, out of Stanford. His program is Ready 4K, and it's a texting program that you as a parent can sign up for if your kid's in uh, pre-K. And you get, like, every other day a reminder kind of tip of something to do with your kid. So we actually worked with um, Hamilton County and have gotten that adapted, adopted here locally. So they just rolled it out. I think I signed up for that. You might My have. son's in preschool now. I think I did. Yeah. You probably did. Um, so I'm really excited about that. That's a pro- We usually, Causeway as a staff, we usually try to, with every challenge, do our own kind of project as well and that was kind of our our staff project and I was really fired up that Hamilton County um, adopted it so they just rolled it out yeah so you guys can always go onto their website if you go to causeway.org and you go to community projects um, you can see all their past causes and all their past challenge winners and I highly encourage you to go online and do that especially as we're talking about the 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 parent the how can parents transform public education there's there's all the uh, winners listed on there, which kind of brings me to something before we move on. Uh, there's, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about your crowdfunding and a little bit about fellowships before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. but I am curious. So with all these, co- with all these challenges, you know, in the first one, the way that worked is you guys picked 20 winners and granted $2,500 each. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know there was one where I think you picked five winners and you granted $10,000 each, mm-hmm. you know, how did, where does the, where does your guys' funding come from to be able to do all these different projects like this? Yeah. So our funding um, comes from several different places. The, the bulk of our, um, the dollars that we use for, for the re-granting, which is I think what you're asking about, comes from the Benwood Foundation and the Footprint Foundations. So um, I think that you know, without putting words in their mouth, I, I do think that they think of us as that, that 
conduit for getting dollars out in small small dollar amounts to individuals. So, you know, for a bunch of legal reasons that are super boring, foundations cannot write, you know, they really can't for risk liability reasons write checks to individuals. Um, and all of the local foundations, with the exception of Community Foundation now, have invitation-only grant process processes um, for for real re- for valid reasons. I mean, there's there's reasons behind that that do make sense from from their standpoint. But at the same time, I think that Benwood and Footprint both recognize that they don't love that. You know, they they would love to be able to be much more open door um, as far as who who they're granting money to. So you know, I think they see us as the way that they can facilitate um, small dollars getting into individuals' hands that they they just don't have the capacity themselves to yeah. to know every single person doing every every little thing, and and I and I you know the bigger picture hope is that you know the Roe Andersons of the world that their projects that they themselves um, that it evolves into something that then eventually could be you know the hundred thousand dollar ask that they have the track record and the relationships to make to local foundations. So I, like I, to think I think the track record there is an excellent point. I mean, people want to see that, that you have some idea of how to make an idea happen before they're actually going to grant you some money. And so, like, like I said, you know, I think some, some of the huge value here is not just the dollars you guys provide some of these ideas. It, it's actually the coaching and the incubating of these ideas, of helping them think through the challenges, helping them think through the management process. Yeah. Um, and building those leadership school, skills like you're talking about, it really sets people up. Yeah, everyone's got an idea, right? right? I mean, everyone has an idea. It's who can who can execute on it. Right. So um, that's we try to be really really open to uh, you know anybody can anybody has the capacity to pull it off. But at the end of the day, like uh, it does come up come down to the individual. Like they gotta they gotta make it happen and and have that ability to to see it through. And I think that's why that's why you do see a lot of foundations, uh, not just in Chattanooga, but have really kind of closed processes to, to get people through because it's just it's it's a huge risk for them to invest in people they don't know. Yeah, so going on now uh, with your programs, you know, uh, you have crowdfunding listed here still, and I know that's one of the areas within your organization has kind of shrunk. I don't know if that's the right word, but, uh, but it's not as much of an emphasis as it used to be, correct? Yeah, so we think of the crowdfunding piece as, as a tool, but not as the entire being of the organization so I mean certainly crowdfunding is still really important as far as people's you know a tool that people need to raise money to raise awareness of of causes um but frankly it's just as a as an industry has really evolved in the past five years I think um, I'm sure there's some you know business term for (laughs) consolidation and growth of, of of a market but you know there's Five years ago, there were a whole lot more players, and then there still are a lot, but there have, there's really kind of been a convergence of Kickstarter and Indiegogo and GoFundMe are like the big players now. Yeah. And they have, you know, they're VC-backed big companies out wherever they are with huge developer teams, and they're cranking out new features all the time, and they're, uh, they're, they're, their platforms are awesome. I mean, I'm yeah. not, not going to deny them that. They do mm-hmm. good work. So we've... We've really kind of pulled back as far as the development hours that we put into our platform, and now we actually um, we just we uh, use a third-party platform called Kindful out of Nashville to okay. um, to kind of run the back end of our crowdfunding, and um, 
so we still have it as a, as a tool, still think it's really powerful, but also recognize that, that there's people out there doing you know, amazing, internationally renowned crowdfunding platforms that we just kind of can't compete with. Yeah, and again, in, in sort of full disclosure about the Camp House's story, you know, the, the crowdfunding piece of Causeway was a huge benefit to us because when we moved from Southside to MLK, you know, we were, our, our lease had ran up there, and, and so we definitely didn't want to leave that home, but moving to MLK, we're moving a much bigger space, and we had to, we had to raise some money, and fortunately, since we're owned by a nonprofit, we were able to work with Causeway through their crowdfunding platform to kind of raise that money locally here in Chattanooga, and it was, it was very successful, and it was, a huge, like I said, it was a huge blessing to us, and uh, not only did it, you know, it, it, it exposed us to a, a very wide network within Chattanooga through Causeway, and I think that's the other piece that's really exciting about Causeway is when you're working with them with if you go to them with for their ideas you know whether that's working with co-starters or you know submitting and being accepted to one of their challenges is they have a very broad network within this community that really helps ideas take off yeah I think that's a huge piece well you know well, the, and you hustled it too <laughs> yeah, yes. you guys you guys had some well as hustle. in <laughs> as in any crowdfunding campaign it doesn't matter what the platform is and platform is if, if, you, if you if you can't hustle it's not going to happen so that's right well, the, the last programming piece there I want to mention that I want you to briefly talk about is, is, the, is the fellowships. Because I know you've had several fellows come in. We always become really good friends with them because they hang out at the camp house all the time because <laughs> we're right around the corner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me, what, what is the fellowship program you guys have? So the fellowship also goes back to, to frankly, leadership development as well. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's all about people. We, people are what get stuff done, right? I mean, yeah, people need resources and people need... Um, money and expertise and all that but it's all about people and causeway is all about people so the fellowship um is really about us investing deeply into some individuals that are doing really great work that have you know high potential for impact but really just needed some um some some support themselves uh to to do the work that, that they're passionate about so this past year we've we've had two fellows and this has kind of been our pilot year i will say that um i think next year the structure is going to be might be a little bit different we might do shorter term fellowships instead of like long year long kind of type things i think we might be we're, we're thinking through that right now as far as the structure of it but the fellowship is um for this year has been a year long a uh, couple two different two different folks very different backgrounds um working at Causeway for a year focused on getting their projects off the ground so for us the fellowship is all about people who have they've already kind of shown that they've got some track record that they have some capacity that they um you know can get stuff done but you know oftentimes it's it's hard it's it's hard to really I mean, the whole point of fellowships in general, right, is to have some dedicated time, mm-hmm. some dedicated yeah. focus on something. Um, and so for us, it, that's what it's all about is just giving them some support and some space um, to work on their passion project for, for a given amount of time and see where they can get it. Well, I, I will say coming up is one of the big projects that Causeway has become known for is every Thanksgiving, you guys host an event called One Table, where you shut down MLK between Miller Park and Miller Plaza, and we have a big meal. So tell us more about One Table. When's that going to be this year, and, uh, and how people can be involved? Yeah, so One Table is coming up on November 22nd. It's going to be the Monday before Thanksgiving, 
and it'll be our third annual. And the cool thing about One Table is that it actually grew out of that first Causeway Challenge. So I think I mentioned oh the Connected City one. Yeah. Oh great. I think I mentioned to you that we as a staff try to try to kind of do our, do one ourselves. Yeah. Like, so that time around, um, I literally gave the team the same budget, so twenty five hundred bucks. That's what we were giving away. And we had $2,500 to come up with our own Making Chattanooga More Connected project. And, um, I mean, that's, that's what came out of it. Wow. So first year we did it on a shoestring budget. We got everything donated. The only thing that we paid for was the turkey. We have Dishty Pass, who we met over at Workspace when we were getting started. They do the turkey. And everything else is kind of crowdsourced. So it's a potluck-style Thanksgiving. We set up one big, long table down the middle of MLK. It's the block between Miller Park and Miller Plaza. The reason that we do it there is that, you know, historically, that's kind of been, like, Miller Plaza's the downtown business crowd. Miller Park is, you know, again, stereotypically not true necessarily, but the more kind of um, marginalized population. Uh, Yeah. So it's a table right down the middle where those two groups can come together, break bread together, celebrate our city, have Thanksgiving, give thanks for Chattanooga. So um, so we did it the first year, had no idea how it was going to go, and 600 people showed up. Wow. So, and I think we also, I should say we spent a little bit more than 2500 because we did a crowdfunding campaign along with it, so that gave us a little bit of extra money. But we, we bootstrapped it and pulled it off, and it was fantastic to the point that... Everybody said we had to do it again. So last year we did it again, and same concept, same location. It grew to over a thousand people, and we've actually been able to just because it's because it's such a fun day um, and really kind of just makes sense with our with what we do and our mission. We've actually turned it into a fundraiser for Causeway, and do sponsorships ahead of time. Yeah. And um, so it's our it's our big fundraiser. It's still totally free to everybody who wants to come. Um, you, we encourage people to bring a potluck dish to share. But you know, even if you can't bring that, you're still welcome to come and have Thanksgiving with us. But we do um, we do raise some money for Causeway around it, which is exciting for us and our sustainability. And then this year uh, we're doing it again. So the big the big thing that we're doing that we're adding this year is. We're going to be doing a marketing campaign the couple weeks before it, um, again, to kind of help build the, the fundraising piece for Causeway around buy your neighbor lunch. So we're going to try to do a crowdfunding campaign around just like you know, 5 or $10 donations to Causeway to support one table. Because um, I think people do recognize that this kind of stuff does cost money to put on. Yeah. Um, it's free, but yet it's not free. <laughs> right. So yeah, so we, uh, we'd love for, and, and the other big thing that we're adding this year is we're figuring out transportation. So we've had enough, enough kind of success for around it that people are asking if we will come do one tables in different neighborhoods. Oh, that's incredible. And so we have, we've thought we've wrestled with that and we've been like, well, maybe we could do it in different neighborhoods, but we ultimately landed that no, we still want it to be one table. Yeah. We still want everyone to come together in one place we just want more people to come to it. So we have, uh, you know, this year we're, we've totally grown up. We have like a, a real committee that's planning it. And we have one person who's actually trying to figure out transportation. So if anybody has like churches that have buses in different neighborhoods that they want to literally like bring their congregation or their neighborhood folks to the yeah. event, 
get in touch because that's what we're trying to organize so that we can have yeah and, and where you can get on where, where you can get in touch is www.causeway.org slash one table and uh, there's a whole form you can fill out there if you're interested in helping out in, in kind of whatever capacity there's there's tons of different volunteers levels you know there's sponsorship levels everything would be helpful so yeah everything and just yeah just come i mean that's that's the beauty of it it's just it, it really legitimately is a, a, a awesome thanksgiving celebration of yeah. chattanooga uh, so Abby, you know, you were, you were actually we we did talk about the the latest challenge, but that that challenge process is still open. Like if people have ideas for how do we empower youth to create safer communities, they can still submit those, correct? Absolutely. So those applications are open right now. They are open through October 29th, and um, we would we're just we want to hear from everybody, everybody who's working with kids. And let me just also say that applications from kids themselves are totally cool. We would love for kids to submit their own ideas. And we'll, we'll figure out the funding piece and how who we pay and how we make that work uh, legally. But we wanna hear from kids. That was the big, um, the big theme that I think that we hear over and over again is that whatever the solution is, whatever the topic is, it's gotta be developed with the people that it's, that it's for. It's serving, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, in this case, it's gotta be kid-driven. It's gotta be like, stuff that they actually want that, that works for them, so. We'd yeah. love to hear hear your ideas. Yeah, that's great. Well, Abby, thank you so much for being here for everything you guys are doing down there at Causeway. Well, thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. I really appreciate all that y'all are doing at Camp House and that you're our neighbors. Yep. Yeah. We, we, I think each one of us would say that, uh, you know, Causeway is one of our favorite neighbors <laughs> and uh, I think we're the same way for them. So. Well, good. Well, we definitely feel that way. So thank you. Thank you so much to Abby for being here for these two episodes to talk about Causeway, really share about the history and the vision, and then uh, discuss some of the programming that empowers a lot of people within Chattanooga to solve some of the problems they see all around them. And, uh, you know, I really hope you guys are encouraged and inspired by the Causeway Challenge. I know for me, the Causeway Challenge has become one of those events in our city that I actually look forward to. Uh, I'm always really excited. I anticipate the challenge because I think the question is always spot on. It's always something that's one of the more difficult challenges facing our city, and I can't wait to see the responses that come out of this. I can't wait to see the projects and the ideas that people come up with to solve this challenge. Um, That's always the most exciting part is to see what our citizens, what people within Chattanooga, within our community, who see these problems day in and day out, come up with to try and bring some resolution to some of these challenges. So as always, thank you to our studio sponsor, Lamppost Group. You can check out their podcast, Dynamo Discussions. Um, You can find it anywhere you get your podcast from. You can look it up in iTunes. And as always, thank you guys for being here, for tuning in and just learning more about what's going on in your city. You know, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please go online wherever you get your podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. I'd I'd really appreciate that. And you can always share this episode or any of our previous episodes from thecamphouse.com slash podcast. So thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Have a great day.